Hello, crime lovers, and welcome to Crime on Tap. I'm Megan, joined by my co-host, Sean. And welcome to our true crime podcast. Join us weekly as we drink our favorite cocktails and discuss gruesome murders, kidnappings, conspiracies, and more. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and heck, your grandma. Leave a review and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Crime on Tap Pod. Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week. And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. Patrick Bateman, how are you? Oh my god, why are you bringing... I cannot believe... You were planning that. You were so excited to do that. I know, I was hee-heeing before I even said it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Crime on Tab. We hope you guys enjoyed our little spooky session last week. We hope you possibly took the quizzes as well. Let us know if you were a millennial, if you were a cusper or a Gen Zer, and who you most relate to as a serial killer. (laughs) <laughs> what fun and then sean also learned that you can put polls on spotify so the polls are on spotify yes to, after you listen to the potty mm-hmm. you'd be like oh my god i have to put in my poll so yes guys if you want to like be a little bit more included in the podcast and with the community oh, we're called tappers right yeah we're, we're the tappers our tappers um so if you listen on spotify if you scroll down in the description you'll see the poll and you can just answer the poll there and it'll we'll get like a little report on every episode so that's pretty fun new little thing that spotify's got going on mm-hmm. but we hope you guys are enjoying your spooky season of october we know that we are and mm-hmm. we're continuing the trend this week on this episode of crime on tap we're keeping in the spooky theme so We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Share with your family and friends. It really does help us with the algorithm boost to get our podcast out to more people and more listeners. We're still at a solid about 10 unique listeners every week. So we are so blessed and thankful for you loyal 10 that are out there listening every single week. We really do appreciate the support. Hashtag blessed, right? (laughs) And also you can follow us on Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. I posted our first post in a while like two weeks ago and i haven't since but you know what i'm (laughs) gonna do it i'm going to oh my god that's fun i actually i haven't been logged into the account so i didn't even know you posted oh yeah i did (laughs) oh my god fun okay cool did we get any feedback we got some some hearts love that i hope you guys remember my little journey my little tennis journey Um, oh yes got the email today we have made the playoffs so our first playoff match is Saturday. Oh my god! <laughs> is, if you couldn't be here, which is really funny because um, we haven't played a match in over two months, and I haven't talked to my partner in about two months as well. So, <laughs> oh, so who are you going to be playing? Well, it's funny because we like we both mutually just stopped communicating and mm-hmm. mutually just stopped playing tennis. Like we retired again for two months. And then we got the email today that we got the like the last place that could enter into the playoffs. <laughs> so we're like, oh my god, like we did it! Like we we really did that. Like we made the playoffs and barely played. So <laughs> we'll prove to you, you still got it. We still got it. 
I'm excited to see if we can win, but I'm not too hopeful because we, one, haven't played in two months. We haven't talked in two months, and I'm just really, I'm out of shape because I haven't been to the gym in a minute. So, you know, I want to just let you guys know, like, I retired a second time, and somehow I still made the playoffs. Well, you'll have to tell us um, next week how you did if you win. Right? I don't know how it's going to go. I really don't know. I think I'm just going to go balls to the wall and see what I can do. (laughs) 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 Because we're playing the number one seed, so... We'll see what happens. Just go for it. I know, right? Like, what do we have to lose? Like, we're last place. Popping my polar. Popping your polar. What flavor you got today? Well, when I went to Shaw's, they didn't have this insane regular seltzer. They have seltzer aid, which is like seltzer lemonade. So this is raspberry pink seltzer lemonade. Oh, interesting. It's giving me flashbacks to when I had the Bud Light iced tea. And it was just not good. That's me. And I tried spiked Arnold Palmer. It's terrible. It's disgusting. It's urine. It tastes like urine. Well, does it taste like a twisted tea? Because I hate twisted tea. No, twisted tea is sweeter. I think it's better. Well, fun. You got your polar. I got my water. As you know, on Crime on Tap, our little tappers, guys, Mm -hmm. um, we have been starting a segment where we do hot toppies. Hot toppies? Yes. Got some today. So everyone. Listen up. Attention. Attention. Listen, listen. Important news. Um, so there's been an update in the Gabby Petito case. <gasps> Breaking. Or as Alex would say, the Gabby Petitioner. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna. If you remember from when we did our episode on it a few weeks back when it like just happened, they released that her death was ruled a homicide, but they did not like release the manner in which like we don't know if it's blunt force trauma or she you know fell fell off a cliff and tumbled and cracked her skull open we don't know whatever yeah so they finally released it she was manually strangled manual strangulation and throttling so we're talking mm. very intimate way to kill someone hands on the neck squeezing watching the life drain from their face yeah. it was a very intense intentional intimate emotional way to kill somebody yeah like that's heart it's ruthless Mm -hmm. like mention that like survivors of strangulation are more likely to be killed later on from strangulation and it's so hard because there's so many reasons why people don't leave you know out of fear Mm -hmm. financially reliant you know like or they grew up that way that's what they know that's what they're comfortable with yeah you know it's so complicated and you know we may never know why gabby petito made excuses for him or and, and we've seen the police footage he manipulated her you know, i know made her think that she was crazy and that she was unhinged and yeah coroner also said in the statement that it is likely that her body was outside for three or four weeks before it was found was oh the... wow yeah so I mean, that goes to show if we follow the follow the timeline, the body was found on September 19th. And when did he return home? I don't remember. But like August 30th. Yeah. I mean, he was he was doing things. <laughs> he was out and about and her, her body was just sitting there rotting for three or four weeks. Oh, my God. We also have an update on Brian Laundrie's father. Oh, uh, yes. So 24 hours after the cause of death was released for Gabby. Um, Chris Laundrie was seen outside his home in Florida. You know how he was like working on the case with the FBI and like trying to help help him find mm-hmm. like he's done. He just you know he's not helping anymore. He's quit. So he's he was seen out. Which you have to look up the video. It's so hysterical and sad. 
that he is out mowing his lawn 24 hours after they have announced the cause of death. Not only was he mowing his lawn, he was then weed whacking. <laughs> yeah, so you got to take care of your lawn. I mean. Yeah. And there's just like the media is out there like yelling, like mm-hmm. asking him questions. And he's just in his own little world, you know. My my child killed Gabby and I'm just going to be mowing the lawn. Yeah, I got to make sure the lawn, lawn looks nice for all the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a little more on the, the laundry family. So I'm going to tell our audience about this next one, how you told me. <laughs> how I found out. So if everyone remembers, the famous dog, the bounty hunter, mm-hmm. he was out in the field looking for Brian laundry. He's going to find him. You know, he's better than the feds. He gave us all hope. Mm-hmm. His search is over because he, he broke his <laughs> ankle. Oh no, he sprained his ankle. Yeah, the he... ankle ouchie. So he is flying home to have the ankle looked at because, <laughs> you know, you can't just wrap that bitch up or something. You got to go see the doctor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the big bad dog, the bounty hunter who's going to bring Brian to justice, uh, had an ouchie. So he's, yep. he's, um, he's sitting the bench on this. One. He's sitting the bench. <laughs> it said that his team is still out there looking and that dog's going to be following following up with leads out in Colorado while he's getting his ankle, his little ouchie looked at. They're still looking for him, but like dog himself is on the bench. I think it's just so funny because he came out, you know, with his mullet, <laughs> he came out chest strong. all puffed, and then <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens. <laughs> so Dog the Bounty Hunter is off the case. That's the update. <laughs> <laughs> In our final hot toppy, um, just to keep with the spooky season, I just want wanted to let everyone know that Halloween Kills is out now, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm not sure when she's going to stop making this movie, but I already have my tickets booked. We're going to AMC on Saturday to see it. So I'm very excited because I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love the Halloween series, but it's getting a little bit old. I know. Like we were talking about this. We thought the last one where she's like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And she's like this queen with crazy hair. And we thought, oh my God, yes, queen, get mm-hmm. him. Um, and then it seems like they're just doing that again yeah (laughs) from what i saw in the preview but Mm -hmm. um when you say when are they going to stop making these this reminds me of a old bo burnham quote because everyone knows like the bo burnham from netflix this is like pre-netflix special bo burnham i was an og fan um (laughs) and one of the lines in his song is, we'll stop beating this horse when it stops spitting out money. So it's like, when it stops making money, they'll stop making them. But they haven't yeah. yet, so we're going to keep seeing them. <laughs> well, because they're like, this is the last one, this is the last one, go watch it, go watch it. And then they make another one. <laughs> yeah, and then they make ten more. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for the scene of Jamie Lee Curtis saying, he's back. Like, I know she's going to say something like that. Alrighty, well, fun. That's all the hot toppies we have for this week. We hope you guys join in next week for some more hot toppies. So, Megan, without further ado, if you have nothing left to say, how about we get right into the potty? Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, spooky. Spooky. Um, So, we're doing spooky cases where um, it's kind of... This was my idea. And it was kind of, 
inspired by, which I haven't seen, but the new Conjuring movie with Ed and Lorraine, Warren, their stories, um, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes. And it's one of the cases where a murder case that's like blamed on the paranormal. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting concept. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And to my surprise, there are many other cases where the paranormal have been blamed. Yeah. It's like it was, I haven't seen the movie, but like I saw it. Cause when I looked up, you know, deaths blamed on the paranormal, that case was one of them. And they actually was like, we got to put the devil on trial and like, <laughs> and everything so it was like a legit thing yeah i mean one of my cases they talk about the devil too so so my first thing isn't the devil or spirits this is the ouija board made me do it (gasps) oh my god i refuse to play the ouija board oh same you're you're, that's like dealing with powers that like should not be dealt with i know i saw that ouija movie and i just couldn't do it (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, Ouija Origin of Evil, whatever. Yes. Called. When they look through the, the glass and they see like the scary figures. <gasps> oh, I can't do it. And guess who directed that? My or my my dear friend, Mike Flanagan. <laughs> the Honey of Hill House, Honey of Bly Manor <gasps> guy. He did? Yeah, he directed it. Oh my God, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're good friends. Not really, but... I feel like that's a whole community, and they all just, like, direct each other's movies. Um, that American Horror Story guy, Ryan Murphy, because he just uses, like, his favorite actors, like, <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. And and his wife. <laughs> the one production company I know, and every time I see it come on the theater, the, the previews, is Blumhouse. When you see Blumhouse, you're going to be shitting your pants. Oh, yeah, they do the... Yes, they did the um insidious. Yes, that's what it is. Oh, oh, good guess. Right, I can hear that song. Oh, the tiptoes. Yes. Oh my god, I have nightmares with that movie. I honestly, I feel like that movie. Not to get off topic, but that movie was so good that it like put horror movies back on the map. Like I feel like we had a Mm -hmm. lot of stinkers. Like, in between, like, the, you know, the classic 80s ones, yeah. you know, they kind of fell off and it was just, like, a throwaway genre. And then Insidious came on the scene and was like, hey, we got something to say. Uh, yeah, I believe that. I also think The Conjuring, like, brought back. I remember, like, oh, those yeah. were big in theaters back in the day when they first came out. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so this is um, a story from 2012. And this was not Florida, but Texas. So... Mm-hmm still southern they're all minors so there's no names but a 15 year old friend fatally wounded like stabbed with a knife um their best friend of 14 in west lacau maybe that's how it's pronounced texas yeah and the victim was in the intensive care unit for three days there was a like internal intestinal laceration so it was like a lot of internal bleeding yeah so the kids the 14 and the 15 year old they were out they're both boys and they were out in the woods playing ouija oh in the woods damn i know so it's like a like a cheesy horror movie setup yeah and so the 15 year old when questioned by the police admitted to doing it and they're like okay so why and he was like the ouija board made me do it um he (laughs) he said he he just straight out said it he said um he believed that the ouija board had advised him that his friend was going to cause him problems and to take care of him wow okay Mm -hmm. and so apparently this is also an interesting thing um it's stated like in the police report that 
the attacker pleaded with the victim to say, oh, no, just say that you fell on the knife. Like, you know, don't tell them I stabbed you. Just say that. But it's like it's too late. The kid's dying. Yeah. Um, and so the 15-year-old is going for an insanity plea. Um, of course, they all do. I know, which uh, according to this article, it's only 26% successful. Wow. That, that you get that. The Ouija made him do it. I mean, I feel like we could probably see some mental health and the Ouija was like the conduit. Yeah. Or the spirits were like trying to stir the pot and like wanted some entertainment. Well, was there know. like any drugs or anything involved? Were they drunk? Or was no, it, it was like during, it was like after school time. So it was like, what, 3, 34? Oh my God. This reminds me of the case, which I feel like we should have talked about it, was Slenderman. Those oh, yes. girls that were like convinced by Slenderman to, to kill that other girl, their friend. Oh yeah, they wanted to get like access to his mansion and be like part of his killer's yeah. club or whatever. And um, that girl survived. That reminded me to that, but that's crazy. Never stated any motivation besides the Ouija. Yep. All right. So now we are taking a little journey to the United Kingdom. <laughs> Ooh, we're going across the pond. Yeah. Here on Come on Tap, <laughs> we are international. We cater mm-hmm. to our international listeners. So um, back in 2015, back in the UK, we had a little baby, 14 month old. Santino Balaz. He was being cared for by his parents' half sister and her partner. So little baby Santino's parents were away, and his and their half sister, Teresa Lakova, and her partner Merrick Haloub, ages twenty and twenty-seven, were watching over little baby Santino. Now on January first, so New Year's Day, police responded to the home after a phone call saying that the baby was not able to breathe. Teresa and Merrick called police because they were not able to resuscitate the baby. The baby was sent to the hospital, and it was also unable to be revived, and little baby Santino passed away. Upon bringing the baby to the hospital, the police noticed that he had multiple bruises to his his face, chest, legs, and arms. And then a post-mortem autopsy revealed that there were numerous injuries and trauma that were done weeks before the baby Santino's death. So speculation presumed and um, it came about that Teresa and Merrick had killed the baby and eventually pled guilty to killing little baby Santino. Now where it's interesting and where the little spooky vibes come in is that Mm -hmm. it was basically said that Merrick was the one that killed little baby Santino. He beat him, gave him numerous injuries and trauma, but he said that a spirit more likely it was teresa's grandmother who had died a short time ago had come back antagonized them and (laughs) convinced them to kill little baby santino no grandmother would harm their grandchild (laughs) yeah so he, he made accounts and claims that the ghost had killed little baby santino and there was also inquiries that the pair had shared photos of little baby Santino's injuries on their Facebook and claimed that the ghost had caused those injuries and nobody ever came forward and was like, hey, this couple's making these claims on Facebook that a ghost is harming their child or harming this child. And it's probably not a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that's really crazy. Yes. That, That no one said anything. 
right? Like they literally made it public that a ghost was harming their baby and no one said anything. So Maybe that was, they, the people thought it was a joke. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm presuming they were definitely on some kind of drug, but they pled they both pled guilty and Merrick got 20 years to life. And then Teresa got five years because she admitted to child neglect and then Merrick admitted to killing Santino. So just imagine like giving your child to your half sister to watch over and you come back and the baby's dead. Crazy. And they blame it on a spirit. I know. At least make it like an evil ghost, not like the sweet old grandma. I know, right? Like, damn, you just blame it on the grandma. What's she do? It was on New Year's Day. So I'm I'm assuming they were drunk. New Partying. Year's, that's what was going on in 2015, 2015 in the United Kingdom. Mine is kind of like a legend that it was like a, a string of murders that was never solved. So it became like a ghostly legend. So, okay. Um, is I'll there a movie start. based off of it? It's not. Okay. That I know of, but I feel like this would be a very good movie. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that's usually what movies are based off of. Like a woman empowering movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From 1983 to 1990, there were hundreds of murders of men in their sleep um, throughout Malaysia, Singapore, and Thailand. And it was ruled that these men had succumbed to sudden unexplained nocturnal death syndrome, just like randomly without reason dying. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of like SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome. So it's like, can't explain it it just happens yeah um they never figured out like why if there was nefarious things like what happened it was just unexplainable yeah so they started blaming it on the ghost of a widow okay um so i kind of love this i love where it's going i know right (laughs) so in um thai folklore widowed ghosts are spirits who committed adultery during their life and oh no they seek ghosts that have committed adultery so it's like a scorned woman coming back to get revenge on being cheated on in her life by killing cheating men essentially um so she like lures them by being sexy and everything and takes them into the afterlife i love that um and so it kind of was used to explain why healthy young men were dying in their sleep yeah um and so they have like really interesting ways of like warding her off so you know like we think about vampires they ward off with garlic yeah or um what's the salt ring you put the demons 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 salt ring yeah um and then why we have jack-o'-lanterns we have jack-o'-lanterns lit on um halloween to keep the spirits yeah you know from trying to enter us and shit so Mm -hmm. with the widow ghost um they used red items so red i'm thinking is because it's romance passion and she's a ghost of passion yeah so they would um wear red t-shirts red nail polish um and they also <laughs> would have phallic symbols so like penises like penis oh, statues to tempt her with red tips oh okay so i'm not sure the reason behind that i'm thinking to kind of be like you know this is a man's house men only not you weak women i don't know that's just what i'm thinking yeah and so they did that to ward her off but there were plenty of men found dead with red painted nails so it didn't work she didn't wow she didn't give an f 
she was killing without remorse, without mm-hmm. discrimination. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, this was 1983 to 1990. Wow. So it's like, I mean, it's still pretty relevant, you know? Yeah. I mean, this wasn't like, you know, Jack the Ripper times. I know, right? Um, and so people have tried to explain this medically by saying, you know, a lot of these were in rural villages. Yeah. That's like a really hard word for me to say. Um, that you know, would probably, they would have diseases that would go unchecked because they don't have testing or not proper autopsy that would really explain how they died. It was also never proved that it wasn't a ghost. (laughs) So it's, um, so people try to explain it by like, you know, it was probably something that went undetected or, you know, they just didn't have the resources to really tell what happened. Yeah. Um, but Sounds like this legend to this day still still is a thing. So I think it's kind of cool. I think it would be a really fun movie. I think to so like too. Have all these like really awful men, yeah, you know, follow all these awful guys, and then we get this queen <laughs> widow ghost who you know get and they all get their comeuppance, and she's like for the ladies, you know, or something. <laughs> I think that'd be so fun. <laughs> I would love like the iconic symbol of like the red painted nails, all the red. It would be like a really good like visual for the movie. Yeah. I wonder if there are, there has to be already, I mean, it's too good not to, I know, maybe it's not a popular movie. I don't know, but. It's going to be something out there. Yeah. James Flanagan. (laughs) Blumhouse. Mike Flanagan. (laughs) I was thinking James Wong because he does the conjuring. Oh yeah. I mean, any, any of that trio, go for Mm -hmm. it. Go for it. <laughs> it's pretty much written for you. Right. So I'm taking us back over the Atlantic to our favorite state, Megan. We did a whole podcast on the state. <gasps> Is it Florida? <laughs> I have a little Florida man case for you. Oh my God. They are so crazy. This is probably going to be wild. Oh, it's going to be great. This is a good one. I mean, it's messed up, but it's a good one. So we're dating back to 2009 to a man named god i get the weirdest names tonight i know i'm not even gonna try mosaic 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 i'm going mosaic mosaic damas age 32 um and he pled guilty like like overly pled guilty to six counts of premeditated first degree murder and the killing of his wife and five children where he stabbed them to death and sliced their throats Oh my god, of, of course he's got damn five children. Right? Of course he had to kill all five of them. Like, not one of them could have fought back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, out of five? I know, like, how did he get all of them? I don't know. <laughs> I know, I feel like you're on number two, and the other three are probably, you know, like, oh shit, what's going on? Yeah, like, um, let's do something here. So let me get into it a little bit. So we go to the day of September 16th, 2009. Where Mosaic and his wife, Guerline, 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 I'm going with Guerline, final answer. Okay. Um, where Guerline brought up the topic of divorce while at home, Mosaic, that evening. During the conversation, Mosaic became frantic and at one point said to his wife, if you divorce me, I'll effing kill you. I well, mean, he's I a man of his it. word. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean... I mean, yeah, he was a man of his word. Like, he wasn't kidding. So the following morning, we see Mr. Mosaic on September 17th follow his wife to work, 
where Guerlain was going to her shift at Publix at 5 a.m. in the morning, discovered that he was following her and she confronted him and they ensued to have another argument. Now, it is said that the conversation the night before was lingering on Mosaic's mind and that he just couldn't get over it and he became increasingly angry over the subject. And he would later say to agents that at the time he was having bad spirits and voices telling him um, that his wife was going going to leave him. So we're already getting into the whole like spirits telling him things in his head. So he's already a little bit crazy. Um, Wait, I just want to say something. The spirits are telling him that his wife is going to leave him. His wife said, I'm going to leave. <laughs> why, did the, why did the spirits need to chime in? I think it was just a recording in his head that is just replaying over and over mm-hmm. that his wife's going to leave him. So after leaving work, we find Mosaic arriving at a local supermarket where he purchased specifically a Berkeley fillet knife, a roll of silver duct tape, and a pack of gum. So what I don't was know. The gum for? I don't know if the gum was trying to throw out the cashier, but the knife and the duct tape was pretty telling. So we find that same day, Mosaic returned home, and his wife did not speak to him. She asked him to sign some immigration papers, and that she intended intended to leave him. Where that was probably not her best move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think she should have had him do the immigration papers and then. <laughs> yeah, or she. Sh- I don't know because from there, we find Mosaic grabbing the knife, tying her up with a rope, and duct taping her mouth. He would not tell police the events in detail of what he did next. It is said that he basically stabbed her to death. There was multiple stab wounds to the neck, and he sliced her neck. Um, and killed her. He was also speaking to police. Mosaic had told them that he did not have help from anybody physically. He didn't have help from a physical person, but he did have help from a visible spirit and that his actions were carried out as a result of a hex that was placed on him by his mother-in-law and or one of his co-workers. And or. <laughs> yeah. So it's always one of the maternal family members that is placing these hexes and getting into these men's brains. Yeah, it's the grandma, it's the mother-in-law. <laughs> right? Following day, he has voices in his head. Around 7 a.m. the following, following day, he has told police that he was thinking about killing himself. He changed his mind because he said that if you kill yourself, you don't go to heaven, you go to hell. So he didn't have it in him to kill himself. Oh, but he'll he'll kill six people? Yes. <laughs> I, I think there's a commandment about that one, actually. <laughs> right? <laughs> so jump to it. By this time already, he had already killed his five children. Again, he had spirits in his head telling him to kill everybody in his family. I Basically, I'm thinking the spirits were just a cop-out for him being upset, wife divorcing him. He not only killed his entire family, he booked one white ticket to Haiti to say goodbye to his family and he would soon turn himself in to the Haitian police. And then he spoke in court where he wanted them to expedite his case and he wanted to be executed right away so he could be buried with his family and be with them in heaven. I feel like um, that is not a privilege he should have. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, Mr. Mosaic, he blamed his mother, his mother-in-law hexed him into killing, into killing his wife and five children. Yeah, why would he, why would she want him to kill her daughter and grandchildren? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I like, he's like, it was a hex, but it was also the devil and the spirits. Right. 
I'm thinking like, that decide. <laughs> I'm thinking now that I think about it, I think the mother-in-law he was saying hexed him, like put a curse on him. But he was definitely saying he had visible spirits telling him to kill his family. He just couldn't get which, which paranormal, right? Yeah, he just got the two confused. <laughs> he, he just confused. <laughs> yeah, so there are four cases for you guys of instances where the paranormal have influenced murders so keeping up with the the spooky spook Alrighty, megan well that was a fun episode we got a little hot mm-hmm. toppies in we spoke to the paranormal we mm-hmm. really hope you guys enjoy this episode of crime on tap be sure to share it with your family and friends be sure to listen on all the major streaming platforms we got spotify apple megan podbean podbean be sure to follow on podbean <laughs> make sure if you're listening on spotify um to go ahead and vote in the poll below I'll have a little fun poll down there to vote and maybe we'll give a little update on the next episode if we get enough responses. You can follow us on Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. Megan's our new social media manager, so she'll be posting more over there. I'm a, mo- I'm a social media mogul, actually. <laughs> I know. Right. We'll see you guys next time where, where crime, crime is, is always on tap. Because it's... <laughs>